I've decided to teach the world about ants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you ever use Twitter spaces? No. Yeah, well, don't no. bother. Uh, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I, I kept seeing like loads of people self-importantly discussing the Russian military coup. Um, because if anyone you know is in a Twitter space, it appears at the top of your feet. And it was sort of longing me out a bit. So mm. uh, I just decided to start a Twitter space without knowing what I was doing and called it Ant Discussion. And okay. I, I started talking about ants and it was like a scene from the Bible because like, like, <laughs> after 20 <laughs> minutes, there were 60 people tuned in just listening. Got 60 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sort of giving a sermon about ants and why they're interesting. <laughs> If, okay. If you ever listen to the um the 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 bonus podcast and eight files we had for a while, it was it was a bit like a a live live edition of one of those, but without any planning at oh. all. <laughs> so is was it all like ant information you had off the top of your head? You didn't prepare for it at all. No, no, because it was um I had commented to a friend that Twitter Spaces. Like is a bit like when one ant gets the wrong idea about where food is and then loads of ants follow it and they end up in this sort of tragic mosh pit of ants that goes round in a circle until they get exhausted. Um, you know, that's Okay, so it's like a it's like a metaphor. Yeah, it was like that's what it's like accidentally clicking on a Twitter space. Um, and I thought, actually, <laughs> well I do one about ants. So yeah, I was talking about talking about that. But yeah, it's a it, there's just so much to talk about when it comes to ants, man. I mean, we need to get on the podcast. It was a podcast, but could you give me like maybe one good ant fact? Yeah, definitely. Okay, hit me. Have you ever heard of honeypot ants? No. Oh, they're great. They've got um, one specialised type of worker, uh, which all the other ants feed it all the sweetest things they can find, and it refines it into pure like sugar syrup and stores it in its bum, uh, which grows okay. to the size of a grape. Um, and if you find a nest of these, you can just literally eat them like grapes full of golden syrup. Oh, oh. Hey, man, don't knock it. It's ants. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, said, a, I said a good ant fact, not a, not a horrifying one. <laughs> uh, I'm, afra I'm afraid you roll the dice and you get what you're given in the world of ants. Welcome, listener, um, to a not entirely ant-themed uh, electronic wireless show podcast. Uh, just me and Nate today, uh, me being James and Nate being Nate. Hello, Hello Nate. How are you doing? Very well. Um, trying to rein in the ant-thesiasm, um, <laughs> but, you know, it's always there bubbling under the surface. Now I've been having a, having a good time, despite the heart... Really felt like I should have said weather there after hot, but um, <laughs> apparently I decided not to. It's so it's just so hot that sometimes the brain overheats. Yeah, I found the like an <sighs> overclocked processor. I've, since moving to the Midlands, it is it's definitely cooler here on average. I read somewhere that London, just because of all of the the sheer amount of tarmac is always about five <laughs> degrees warmer than the rest of the it country. Is. It really is. And honestly, like, you, you feel it when you don't live in London anymore. It is like respite of a sort. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 so I, I live in London, so I, I know what it's like. Um, when I went down to Brighton last week uh, to meet the rest of the RPS crew, uh, which is why there was no episode list last week. Uh, apologies for that. Um, yeah, I met, I met um, uh, Liam. Uh, video producer slash editor of this podcast uh, who's, who immediately was like oh it's so hot down here because he's from like near Newcastle and it was like it was like 21 degrees and I just come from a, somewhere where it's like 27 <laughs> yeah an so actual fire <laughs> yeah. yeah 
Brighton's right. good though because you got the sea breathing on you and everything like that. Yes, nice sea breeze. Um, lots of nice shady, I don't know, pubs and weird shops. Brighton still manages to be like quite pleasingly weird, despite. I mean, obviously, yeah, there's yeah. loads of forces working against that, but it's still still holding it's on. Like, it's wel- welcomely weird. Yeah, it, I like all invites, the strange little shops. It invites you to be weird with it. And there's good dinners as well. Yeah, very good dinners. That's, that's our recommendation for this week's vote. Brighton, <laughs> a gonna, fine town. Let's go to Brighton. Let's go to Brighton. Maybe uh, people could fly to Brighton on a plane, but if not, maybe they could just <laughs> do so in a flight simulator? Do you know, I, I support the segue. What? What? Why? What? Why are you thinking about flight simulator, James? Uh, Well, there's just a very I found uh, there's a very interesting quote from the head developer of Microsoft Flight Simulator 2024, uh, which is upcoming. Uh, This was. Oh God! I should have looked up how how to pronounce this. It's either George or George Newman. I'm, I'm very sorry, Mr. Newman. Um, yes, head developer of Microsoft Flight Simulator 2024, speaking at Flight Sim Expo in Texas, said that uh, we. this is on the development of the game. We pulled a bunch of things, and the one thing from all players was that people wanted more stuff to do. We said, okay, cool, fair enough, let's go make things like that. But we are not a game. So we're not making gamey-type missions at all. What we're doing is accurate aviation activities. I thought that was pretty. I thought that was pretty interesting to be just so unequivocally like, "We are not a game; we're a sim." That's very much Diogenes holding up a chicken and saying, "Behold a man," isn't it? <laughs> and I, I know if the audience of this podcast likes anything, it's getting involved in deep, deep, deep taxonomy arguments. So this sounds like a banger, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, I uh, like I don't. I don't really want to get into a, a, a chin stroking. Um, exercise about what is what is a game, what is a sim. No, uh, if he says if he says his sim is not a game, uh, then more power to it, more power to him. Um, it does it does call into question what verb you'd use because do you do you play a sim mm. if it's not a game? Do you know the the one little bit of chin stroking I'll do here, and it's it's. Hopefully it just makes things neater, would be to say game in that context is just being used to describe the the medium. Like, you know, film, music, game, e.g. something you run on yeah. a PC or console. But beyond that, yeah, totally agree with him. It's fair to, you know, because you can't win a simulation, can you? No, that's true. You can you complete your task. And actually, but, uh, I suppose that's what he's talking about, isn't it? With the missions, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, um, F- Flight Simulator 2024, um, if, for those who haven't seen, uh, it's, it's, like, greatly expanding on the, um, I, guess the, I guess, the different, yeah, activities or jobs you can do using some sort of flying aircraft. So there's, like, cargo delivery using helicopters... Um, search and rescue, uh, firefighting, you know, dropping oh, wow. ton, tons and tons of dirt out onto a fire. Does, um, it, does it let you do sort of ancillary jobs as well, like sort of air traffic control or sort of the the, the, the folks waving things around on the, the runway? <laughs> I'd quite like uh, that. I don't, I don't, I don't think it does. You could, you could maybe do like a, a fun Tetris mini game where you play as a baggage handler. Oh my goodness, but, that'd uh, be stressful. <laughs> <laughs> um try and try and break as many uh delicate objects inside the suitcase as possible uh but 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 no it's a very it's a very it's a very broad range of um yeah simu- simulated strictly simulated activities you can do you know, um, you know that moria game we were talking about last time remind me with the, the lord of the rings one with the dwarves oh moria yes is yes. that a gimulation <laughs> <laughs> 
How long have you, how long have you been sat there waiting? <laughs> About 12 two glorious, weeks. perfect seconds. <laughs> two weeks since the last episode was recorded. <laughs> um, but no, like... Uh, actual simulators um i uh, have you played have you played many mate yeah um you into sims yes and yes and no i've got like i think i really like watching people try to break simulators on youtube there's a i think i've recommended him before there's a, a channel i really like called let's game it out uh where a gentleman plays like very very sort of Button down, often quite lo-fi sim titles, and just tries to do them as weirdly as possible. Case in point was I think it's coffee shop simulator or barista simulator. Um, but he was playing that and found that you're running a coffee shop and you get a multiplier on your profits depending on the style points in inverted commas of your coffee shop. Um, okay, and the style points were determined by you buy sort of various items of decor, which all have like a style rating. And he calculated the highest style rating to cost of item combo uh, ratio and found it was a napkin holder and just <laughs> plastered every surface in his bare coffee shop with napkin holders <laughs> and then sold like buckets of condensed milk to the customers at an enormous price and was making like 10 grand per sale. And people, lo- people loved it. Yeah. Because of- <laughs> <laughs> well, because he was using all the money to run like national like television ad campaigns for his shop. So <laughs> hundreds of people showing up to buy these like revolting mugs full of like mayo and mint syrup or whatever. <laughs> whatever ingredients you can get the biggest margin for. And they were just so wowed by the sort of fractal more of napkin holders that they were prepared to take out a mortgage on every drink. <laughs> you know, and that is ostensibly quite a sensible and dull game, but he made it something spectacular. <laughs> I, I love doing that, it's got to be said. But but what what about um what what about playing it straight like um a, like a bus sim or a train sim? Well, actually, it's funny. I've, I've actually um I suppose I will I'll, I'll merge this with talking about what I've been playing this week. Um, I've been I've actually got incredibly into a dinosaur sim called Path of Titans. Have you come across that? Uh, I, I've heard of it. I've not played it. It's. Now, this is a funny one under the definition, because I suppose you could call it an MMO. Um, but for most of the servers, um, there's sort of group consensus on quite strictly enforced, realistic role play. Um, so there's no like voice chat, for example. You can only sort of honk and hiss. can only communicate in actual dinosaur sounds. Yeah. Uh, okay. And you can't sort of, you can't just form like a big, like, roving murder gang of different animals you can only kind of associate with your own species and you know it's quite complicated there's sort of there's a lot of guidelines on how the different types of dinosaurs behave you know whether they're territorial whether they're docile um mm. and the, the aim is to make it yeah behave like a group of animals in a natural environment and it is do you know what it's cracking for that i've been being a quetzalcoatlus um which is the largest flying animal of all time. Okay. Uh, basically, just, you know, imagine a, an eagle crossed with a witch crossed with a Cessna. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really good just joining up with a bunch of other vile pterosaurs and you know, lurking on rocks waiting for something to die. <laughs> it's good stuff. And that, I would say that's a true simulation. It feels that's the appeal for me anyway, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's definitely. It, it, it's it's in kind of an untapped, well, not really untapped market, but an an area um, that to me to me is more interesting. The kind of simulating um, social, uh, I guess, interactions. In this case, it's between animals. Well, yeah, because um, it's, it's simulating something that's impossible to do in real life, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas you know, anyone, if you know, if you're really determined to, you. 
you know, you, you could own a franchise coffee shop and fill it with napkin holders. You, you could do that. You can't oh, no. be a giant horror bird from the past. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have to franchise for very long. So yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what about you? I mean, uh, uh, I, 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 I bounce off them to be honest. Um, the, the closest I've come to like really to getting into a simulator was actually um, Microsoft Flight Sim. Uh, so last year I got a uh, a yoke controller. Ooh, nice! So like a, uh, it wasn't super duper high end, but it it did it was you know a proper like um airplane style yoke, and then it had all the the switches and levers that you push into to make the plane go. Um, and that was a, that was that that worked for me more than using like a con- like a controller or a mouse because the you know it came closer to that fantasy. I guess of. Oh yeah, I mean, control systems flying a plane is really, really exciting. Um, but did you play High Fleet much? Uh, no. So that was um, that's a kind of like weird sort of um, sort of semi-Soviet diesel punk um, asymmetric warfare simulator. But the best thing about it was it had this diegetic UI of various sort of, you know, clunky sort of 1960s Russian-looking buttons and levers and things on the screen and little telephones and stuff, and you had to pick it all up. Massively labour-intensive, but really immersive. And when you get, you know, actual control peripherals in physical space that work like that, um, I get really excited. Have you ever seen those... What was the mecha game um, which was technically possible to buy as a consumer but you usually only saw in like japanese arcades where it had like have you ever seen this with like massive massive banks of controls it ring it rings a bell oh oh yeah i know i know the one i just can't remember the name one for the show notes but that i've had a couple of goes on that and yeah just for the power fantasy of of being sat in a big death machine with loads of buttons that's that's cracking (laughs) I wonder how yeah, complicated uh, the flight on a, on a, on a, on a much on a yeah. much smaller scale. Um, have you ever seen the game Morse? No. Uh, so I, I tried it at EGX last year. Um, it's it's basically like it's kind of like battleships, but you control um, uh, where the I guess the firing coordinates are by tapping in actual, by tapping in Morse code using an actual Morse code machine. Oh wow! Like the like the developer made this. Um, Using, I think, uh, it's like a Jap- an old Japanese Morse code machine. Um, but yeah, like a, a real, uh, you know, beep 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 type thing that you punch in, and then you you tap like I don't know a combination of three coordinates, and then that uh, like you know three dots and dashes or whatever, and then that co- that correlates to a space on the on the map where you're trying to sink the ba- sink the battleships. And presumably playing that would actually teach you Morse code in pretty short order. Right? I think if, uh, yeah, I think so. If you if you did it for long enough, that's really cool. Yeah. So yeah, like I I would. This is partly why um, I also agree with uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator 2024 head developer in that it doesn't you know a sim doesn't need to be a game if what you're simulating is interesting. That's a really good point. Yeah. Well, because I suppose. Yeah, gamification and yeah, making things that you, you can win and achievements and, and whatever. Yeah, it, it's a way of delivering satisfaction. But if the satisfaction just comes from a pleasant task or an interesting task, thing that's stimulating in another way, yeah, like, yeah, you're still going to get your get your happies from it. That's, yeah, definitely. That makes me think how many how many games we you know we call games actually derive a lot of their pleasure from just simulating a task. Like, I mean. The one that comes to mind for me is Minecraft, I guess. Because uh, the actual game in that that you can complete, so no, one, no one really bothers with. It, it's mostly a game about just experiencing an atmosphere or you know, hanging out with friends, building a bouncy castle or whatever. I don't know. What, what do okay. you think? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree that it doesn't necessarily have, um, you know, get gamey, uh, to, to use Mr. Newman's phrase, um, gamey type missions um but yeah but but then you could also say that like all survival games 
in a sense, are kind of like that. It's a really interesting question, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, God, we are chin-stroking. It's impossible. The chins, they just grow with this topic. Because, yeah, now thinking about it, you can't call Minecraft a simulation because it's not, you know, it's nothing like anything in reality. But then, God, can you simulate something that isn't real? (laughs) 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 Oof. How often do they put out a new flight simulator anyway? Is it every year now? No, no. Um, when was the last? last one was maybe like, I want to say, 2020? It was, yeah, because it was... I remember there being a lot of they've chat done a lot the of, time. They've done a lot no of updates traveling. to it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I mean, they're really, really prestige products, aren't they? Like, I mean, yeah, like the pe- people, people who are... You know, we, we've talked about, like, oh, sometimes we play Sims. The folks who are really, really into Flight Simulator are really really into flight simulator yeah and that's that that's that's cool to be to be clear um oh yeah i always find it sort of kind of super super into people being like enthusiastic about stuff and build like building building their like uh rigs it always gives me a kind of sense of awe if i'm quite honest with you because it's like a monastic devotion to like (laughs) you know like just doing this incredibly accurate, incredibly serious um, representation of something real. Like, yeah, that's that's not something I have the focus or the dedication for at all, but I respect it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Fo- fo- focus and dedication, for me, are like self-imposed barriers to getting into getting into <laughs> yeah. really hardcore sim games. I just remembered, actually, uh, in like 20... It must be like 2010... Thereabouts, um, I played Agricultural Simulator colon Historical Farming, oh. um, which was a farming sim set in like the sixties and seventies. So, yeah, like a, a fairly straightforward, I think, farming sim, but with like really old equipment, like really, really tiny tractors um, and incredibly and illegal I- pesticides. Um <laughs> 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 uh, and yeah, I, I, I remember like struggling to, I, I played it for the purpose of writing a piece for a blog I was writing for at the time. Um, I, I just couldn't, uh, couldn't suss it out at all. I, the only thing I can remember was that there was a, uh, if you pressed what, uh, one key on the keyboard, it spawned a log. <laughs> like a fr- just like a, fr- a freshly, a perfectly cut, pristine log. Well, you're like your of... tractor had done a poo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you didn't. You didn't need to be in a tractor or at, like. You you just pressed a button and a log appeared out of nowhere. Sort of like a necromancer for I, wood. I yeah. <laughs> 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 so I thought, well, this must be like this must be important somehow. So I remember just accumulating massive piles of logs, just in case I needed them later. Which in hindsight was stupid because if I did need a log later, I could just press the create log button <laughs> so i suppose in a way that fails as a simulator because it's giving you godlike powers <laughs> to complete well yeah that's that, that's the funny thing isn't it when when something's striving to be realistic it makes all the divergences from reality incredibly stark um yeah one of my, my favorite articles i ever wrote for rps I, I think i discussed it before here was uh, when I first got on ADHD meds and decided to test them out by attempting to play Deadliest Catch, the game, which was a stultifyingly dull crab fishing simulator, I knew I could only <laughs> stick out for more than about half an hour um, if the meds were working. And it was it was a really, really funny game because it it was, in, in, in fairness, like visually, very high fidelity to the world of Bering Sea crab fisheries. But it was so janky that, you know, when you had to sort the crabs, for example, and, you know, ones that, you you know, you couldn't take home because they were sort of egg-bearing females and stuff you had to throw back. Mm. But because the physics engine was so odd, you'd throw a crab and it would sort of spiral at twice the speed of sound to the horizon (laughs) before then just snapping back to lurk just under the hull of your boat, clipping through it. (laughs) That was really fucking eldritch. (laughs) And, you know, if it was sort of like a, you know, a weird game about like dark fishing in a fantasy ocean or something, it'd be fine. But because otherwise it was so... 
you know, buttoned down and straight laced, it made these, you know, uncanny crabs really quite unnerving. <laughs> the, oh. the game that- called them bad crabs. <laughs> I thought the judgment was no. really unreasonable. That no was. They're worse than that, mate. <laughs> it's a euphemism, yeah. <laughs> um, are there any are there any activities or professions that you haven't seen simulated, but could be tempted by? Oh. Were there a simulated version of it? That's interesting. I think. And I think I, I admittedly the hard part of this question might actually be to find something that there isn't a simulator for. Yeah, so I have two answers to this. The first one being the simpler. I'd love um, a really good game about being a sushi chef. And not in the sort of the overcooked model of like, you know, see how fast you can assemble a customer's orders. This guy wants, you know, California rolls. But like really, really, really good, probably VR knife controls. And oh, yeah. incredibly well modelled fish with complete, you know, anatomy. So, for example, like making fugu from pufferfish, where if you get a step wrong, it's lethally poisonous. You know, that would actually be a really tense and high skilled thing to simulate. Yeah. Um, you know, because there's the the art of making decent sashimi is just incredibly convoluted. You know, with hundreds of years of tradition and culture built up behind it. And I think that could be, A, a really exciting thing to do, and B, like, practically mm. useful as a training tool. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, it, it, you know, it's like, it's like Morse. You can, you can learn a new skill as you yeah. play. And the, the second answer, I suppose, and um, this may be one to come back to, but if it sounds very bleak, I'd be really interested in a simulation of... Being an infantryman in World War One, and not not a game like no respawning or balance, like just yeah, genuinely something about the horror of it, like just doing that. And when you're dead, you're dead. You know, I think that would, <laughs> if it was done, you know, with the right sort of approach and level of integrity, that would be a really powerful thing. Yeah, maybe. I was it was Alice. Talking about um, like the uh, the underutilized horror aspect of World War One in games. Yeah, yeah. Was that in relation to the bunker, to, the amnesia? Yeah, yeah, amnesia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah like it, it's it's kind of it's you know that that stuff is really hard to get right and do respectfully. But I think yeah, if it if you could do that, then it would be like super educational. Well, yeah, because in, uh, really, in a way that really helps people appreciate just how bad it was. What was the Battlefield game that that dealt with World War One? Um, Battlefield One. Yes, and um, you know that that I felt about that at the time because just trying to make something like that fun is tricky, and then it opens up a horrible question about well, should you try to make war fun at all? And that's definitely that's way too big to tackle here and now. But I think yeah, so long as. So long as being fun wasn't an objective at all, I think it's harder to see a, a war game as problematic. I don't know. Yeah, tough one. What about you? What, Maybe. what, what professions would you like to see simulated? Uh, I mean, it, I, I, I don't think I have anything for this that hasn't already been simulated. I, I literally just looked up lumber, if there was a lumberjack simulator. There is. Um, you ever I seen talking- those lumberjack games competitions? No. Oh, they're like the Olympics for burly Canadian men. They're wicked. And it's stuff like, you know, that, that comedy thing of running on a log in the water. Um, <laughs> oh, they actually do that? Yeah, or like climbing a tree by smashing an axe into it and using it as a foothold. Um, okay. There's, yeah, there's like Lumberjack I mean, Olympics. Fine. Sick, man. A game of that what's would be the best. What's that called? Um, I don't know. I think it's just like the Lumberjack Games. Um if you if you search for that on YouTube, there are great compilations of just people being very strong and skilled in ways somehow involving logs and axes, I think is the the only stipulation. Yeah, it sounds dope. Um yeah, the the only one of the only one other one I could think of was um 
So me, me and my friends were out in Canary Wharf the other night, and we were all looking up at a very tall crane, uh, which is what you, I guess, what we, what you do when you're in London and a bit drunk, and there are <laughs> flashing bright lights everywhere. Um, Checks out, yeah, yeah. And we thought, and we were just thinking, like, oh, it must be bloody scary to be up in one of them cranes. Uh, and yeah, uh, it turns out there's a a, simu- a a crane operating simulator that you could potentially use to. Uh, Brace yourself for it. Ooh. Do you know how to get to the toilet in these high, these really high cranes? No. How there is a there is a tube that run, that basically runs down the full height of the crane. You have to be kidding me. And you just go, you just go, in, you go in the tube. Yeah. There's a there's a a poo flume, a log flume. That's yeah. incredible. So when it, when you're climbing up the ladder to the crane, you are passing in the opposite direction. Uh, the the poo tube. That's poetry. Yeah, uh, I, wonder, this, I wonder if that's simulated. There's got to be some good demolition sims, right? Because I was in Nottingham the other week visiting my mate Rue, and we, we were walking down the street and, and saw uh, like a, a crane but with jaws on the end of the thing tearing down a building. And it was oh, so nice. exciting. We started cheering. <laughs> we're like, go on, rip it apart. Yeah, go, go on, on, you can do it. Because it. it was like smashing away at this one little girder that was keeping a whole floor up. And we're like, go on, go on. And then the whole thing came falling down, and we were just like ecstatic. <laughs> you know, with the destructible terrain I've seen in games, like that's got to be doable. There must be hundreds of yeah, like, surely games. Surely, well, 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 I'll I'll put a note to myself to look that up and. Uh, see if there is one to link in the show notes. Yeah, that actually, if there is, I might give it a go and report back next week. And see if there's a s- snappy more crane. <laughs> yeah, the jaws. <laughs> we've, come, we've come a long way from um, big black balls on chains. They must still exist, though. I mean, that's. I mean, Miley Cyrus sang about it, didn't she? They've got, they got to still exist. I mean, that's, that song's a few years old now. You might have. Actually, yeah, it's the probably lasers. What might have moved on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably just like psychics screaming at buildings to demolish them. <laughs> but yeah, now that would be I'd l- l- good demolition sim. Good. Oh, imagine if a company made several sims and then connected them together with a weird narrative framing device, like you were a sushi chef. But then, you know, your restaurant fails if you do badly and you jump to the perspective of the demolition operator. Well, that's a bad idea. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, so let's move on from uh, games, games we no Sims we'd like to play, mm. because they're not games, to games that we have played. Have, 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 you, have you been playing anything other than uh, as a harassing dinosaur? Yeah, Mate. one one other thing. Um, well, which I literally only just got this morning, so I barely, barely touched it yet, but I'm intrigued already. Um, South Scrimshaw, have you come across that? No. So it's a visual novel. Um, as far as I can tell, it's, it's not even interactive. It, it, it's just literally a, a, like, animatic that you watch in Steam. Uh, but it's about uh, it's a nature documentary about a whale on an alien planet, um, which is just insanely up my street. Uh, and <laughs> I've I've seen some of the art from it, and I'm absolutely enamoured. So yeah, that I I just got that this morning, and and literally just started up to see how it worked, and going to enjoy sitting down and and absorbing that later on. But other than that, it's been. Uh, or shrieky beakies all the time for me. <laughs> is it just a regular earth whale? Um, no, I it's think got, it's, it's some manner lost. of alien whale, but it, it looks very um, parallel evolved to to be a sperm whale, essentially. So, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. It looks very new weird. Um, and I, I really love sort of speculative biology things and um, like... I uh, wrote a book about alien whaling, so it's yeah, I'm mad up for this. <laughs> South Scrimshaw, yeah. What, what about yourself? South Scrimshaw, yes, where it speaks. Uh, so I, I I played while it was available. Uh, there's been another beta for the finals, which uh, I think I think I talked about it before. It's the first person shooter where 
um, like an online multiplayer one where when you kill someone, they burst into coins. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh yeah it's uh it's still super fast super fun um they they've they've changed it around a bit so it used to be um each match was four teams of three um like for like yeah four three versus three versus three versus three okay um and now they've dialed it down a bit at least in the mode i played to just be uh three teams of three which i think is like I do, I do miss, I guess, some of the chaos uh, that comes with having an extra free, an extra free people um, in opposition to the remaining nine people. Um, but it's also, it's also just like a bit that you know you can, you can veer sometimes onto the wrong side of chaos, where it just becomes everything just becomes like random. Uh, you can't really; it doesn't feel as if you're like affecting the game as much. Yeah, I when think it's, it's good to have moments of that, but if that becomes the norm, it's exhausting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ha- having having free having free teams of free is uh, it, it makes the games like a bit quieter, but ultimately more yeah manageable um, and like easier to I don't know control. I guess if you're in a, if you're in a winning position. Do you think that's been done sort of commensurate to a reduction in the player base or legitimately for balance reasons? And so, as you say, making it sort of more complex. I, I think, I mean, I've, I, I think it's purely for balance because it's, you know, it's only in, this was only the second um, closed beta. Like it's still a ways off release. And I think even then it's going to, it might, it might launch into early access. I probably should have checked that. Um, oh, so it's still building so, steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're still, they're yeah. still, I guess they're still just trying stuff out and like trying to find which is the best. Yeah, literally the best balance um, uh, for the teams. But you know, it's still, it's still really fun. Um, it, it's, it's still, it's, it's, it's not as chaotic, but it's still, I guess, dramatic. Like you still get the moments where, you know, buildings are collapsing around you and there's free freeway fights going on. Um, there's a I, new, I I don't know if it's new, but I feel like I, I I feel like I've seen a lot more of people playing the the heavy class, which is just like a a, a big person. <laughs> I, I don't know how how better to describe it than that. A person who is bigger than the others. <laughs> um, the the he, heavies can heavies can both like shoulder charge through walls, and I. I don't know if it's new or not, but I've I've seen a lot more of them like ground pounding through floors. <laughs> cool, <laughs> which, which you know, create, it lets you create an entry point if you want to initiate on a you know a team capturing objective below you. Say, do they have the um, same energy as like the charger from Left for Dead? Uh, better, I think, because you because they they still do like a battle cry when they do it, but because it's more human, it's funnier. Ah, that's brilliant. I used to love playing as the Charger. It was the most fun thing in the world was getting a perfect opportunity on some someone, completely missing them and plunging out of a window <laughs> to roars of dismay from everyone on your team. <laughs> I mean I mean you can de- you can definitely do that. The 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 world of the world of the finals is seemingly built on largely on top of gigantic skyscrapers. Oh, nice! So yeah, people people falling to their death is a frequent and usually usually comedic um, occasion. Like what, one of the funniest moments I had playing the most recent beta was um my my team my, one of my teammates had shot a zip line from one roof to another, and he but he just shot it like a bit too low. So when you, when you got to the other side, you tried to like jump up onto the ledge, but you just like slam into the wall and fall and fall to your death. Um, so we were like, okay, we won't we won't use that. We won't use that zip line again. But later on in later on in the match, um, we were on that. We were on the same rooftop, um, like having approached it from a different angle. The previous zip line was still there, and the other, and and we were fighting another team who were who were on. Our original, like lower down, roof. <laughs> and they didn't realize the zipline was. And they did They didn't realize the zipline was de- was defective. So yeah, they took, <laughs> they took it and they took it and perished. Fools. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's 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 cracking good time. Uh, very much looking forward to playing more of that um, when it eventually, you know, actually releases. Close um, beaters do kind of long me out though. I've been. Um... 
I've been really wanting to play the Rogue Trader um, game, the the Alcat 40k RPG. Um, And I know that's in beta at the moment, but I honestly, I don't know if it's closed or open. I can't actually fathom how to get access to that. And I'm not sure I want to because, you know, I kind of want the whole thing as one enormous thing I can get my teeth sunk into because, you know, like a proper 40k RPG is gold dust for me. And I don't know, it's it's the same with Baldur's Gate 3, right? The idea of a big meaty RPG being drip fed to you for ages via a system that not everyone can get in on. Yeah. It, uh, it just I know really dampens the enthusiasm for me. I'd, I'd rather just wait for ages and yeah, then have a it, huge banquet. I think I'm the same to be honest. Like, I, 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 I love this stuff because it's just like a disposable FPS. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, I, I, I would, I wouldn't want to play, especially if like you can't carry your progress over. Well, this is, I, d- it. I don't know um, if, I don't know if that's the case, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, um, like get only partially invested and then have to not play it again for months. That's it, because I know the way I work. Like by the time it was out and done, my enthusiasm would probably be burnt out by then. And yeah, it was just like you know, like if there's a, a book in a series I'm really anticipating, I, I don't want to be on the closed beta for that, where I get to read, you know, three chapters of the author's first draft. I just want to mm. wait and read the book. But I don't know. Is anyone out there playing? Rogue Trader, um, how are you finding it? I'd genuinely love to know. Yeah, you can let us know on the uh, Rock Paper Shotgun Discord, uh, which which you can join. Uh, there'll be a link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, and yeah, the one one other thing I've been playing is uh, Deep Rock Galactic Survivor. Oh yeah, which, tell me. Um, which is the uh, a vampire survivor like. Um, spin-off to Deep Rock Galactic um, being developed by Funday Games. Um, oh. And it's it's really good. Um, I, I got sent a I got sent a pre-release uh, build, which is like very, very early. Um, it's basically just like one one biome and you can only play as a scout. Um, but it's like it's I, I I've played I I played a few like Survivor likes and I think this is a this is like the best one I've played that isn't Empire Survivors. Our um, Survivor likes a thing now. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. totally missed that. I, I get it completely. And I would not have thought of the Deep Rock Galactic application, but my goodness. I mean, my, my neither, me neither, but it, 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 it works. Um, it's got, um, I mean, the, the, the stuff that comes from Deep Rock, like the mining um, and like mineral gathering, they're kind of like some of them. The best things about it because it's it's not it's not like in it's not like in full DRG where like it's a fully three D like fully destructible yeah. uh, cave network. It is ultimately a two D plane, but there are like chunks of rock which you can like pickaxe a little tunnel through, and that lets you kind of like it lets you like create your own escape routes, or you can create or you can create like um if you, if you get weapon upgrades that like bounce off walls you can dig like a really narrow hallway to lure to lure all the bugs in and then you know use about use your your bouncy oh. guns to create a little kill box that's mega um, i really want to go at this <laughs> and also while we've been talking about it my brain's been doing like the robert downey jr sherlock holmes thing trying to work out how i could make one in the age of empires 2 scenario editor <laughs> <laughs> Triggers placed here to spawn enemies here. <laughs> that would be fucking great. That would be great. Let's know how that goes. Um, but yeah, uh, so it's like I said, like uh, Survivor is a ways off. Um, uh, they they said they're launching it into early access sometime this year. I imagine it'll be quite late. Uh, oh, but yeah, it's like, it's it. yeah, really promising. Have you? Uh, it's alien. Um... The, the, the alien uh, squad-based RTS thing that is not really like anything else that's ever come out. Is that out yet? Is it called Dark Descent or something? Or Oh, Aliens, know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that out? Because I was really I impressed looking at a preview of that. I think it is. I really want to have a go. Maybe I'll um, I'll have a little fish for that. Because um, that, it just, yeah, it sounds like it comes from sort of... Um, 
a parallel universe where the RTS developed completely differently. <laughs> well, and Arika used not, the license. Is it not a bit like XCOMI? Or is, is that just an impression I get from... I, I think very a, superficially. Seeing, from, see, from seeing a line where soldiers run. Yeah. If, okay. Because um, I think it's real time apart from anything else. Um, okay. But oh, yeah, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Um, yeah, that, that came out on uh, June the 20th. Oh, nice. Oh, gosh. We're past June the 20th? We are. Chilling. Oh, my goodness. We're nearly at the end of the month. Wow. I know. And we're nearly at the end of the podcast as well. Well, uh, well, oh, cr- <laughs> <laughs> I think why don't we, why don't we, <laughs> why don't we first um, spend a good day to wear hard? Today, I thought we'd tackle some the sometimes weirdly contentious issue of what buttons do you press to play your games? Because according to Steam store listings, which have since been taken down. The upcoming Master Collection versions of Metal Gear Solid's 1, 2, and 3 mm. will not have mouse and keyboard support on the PC. Crikey. It is controllers only, says uh, Mr. Konami. Um, now, the, you know, the pages got taken down. Maybe they don't have all the correct information. But if, this, if these games did launch without keyboard controllers, they would join a very, very small club. Like, the consensus is very much that if you are porting a game originally designed for controllers, you would normally add mouse and keyboard support, even if it doesn't work as well. Mm. Uh, but but not so here. And to be honest, I do find it a bit weird that these three very significant games um, releasing via a successful mainstream publisher are going to go without. Um, but like, what, what do you think? How much, how much importance do you put on like, your preferred input methods? Personally, I'm not attached... Um... To either, I, I do. Um, there's a lot of games actually that I prefer playing with a controller, but I'm so used to using mouse and keyboard that I forget this. Um, <laughs> and there've been games I can think of where, like, I found them being lukewarm on them until I started playing with a controller, and then was like, oh yeah, actually, it, it's much better. That's, like that's how I. That's how I felt with um, Diablo Four. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. It's um, yeah, especially stuff like that where it's. I suppose more simple to, to to control or more yeah more active. I don't know, but yeah, words yeah. fail me on that. But yeah, there are there are often situations where I realise it's the better option, but I'm just not used to it out of habit. And in fact, actually thinking about it, bloody Path of Titans would be a hundred times more fun with a controller, and I'm going to plug it in right after we're done with the podcast. So thank you, James. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can see the point for not having mouse and keyboard support if it's you know, a multiplayer game where cross-play is a huge feature and you don't want people to be at a disadvantage. Like, I can okay. see the use case there. But for... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm assuming pr- pretty much all the MGS games are mainly single-player, right? That's yeah, the focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, like de- I can't see Definitely the all these three. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really get it. Um, I, I, I think... I'm trying. I'm trying to remember my days of playing like MGS three. Um, I think that was a slightly weird way of. It had a slightly weird way of aiming, where you like partially press down the shoot button. This is snaky, to, right? To, yeah, 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 yeah. To to aim and then hold hold it down all the way to fire, and maybe that's. But then, but but then that's like that's so easy to replicate on a mouse because you just have you just use right click to aim and left click to fire. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't comprehend it. It's it. I guess my it's only just nice to have, my only stab at it would be in this. But then I'm famously mean spirited when it comes to Kojima. <laughs> I, I don't know what I've just got this real antipathy towards everything the man does. Um, but yeah, maybe it's like well, you know, that this this. This was the original artistic intention. It completely changes it. You know, it'd be like, oh, well, can't we swap the Mona Lisa for one done with, you know, pasta glued to sandpaper? Um, well, I, I don't. Th- I don't think it's that because you know, Kami fell out hard with Hideo Kojima. Um, oh, really? He's, like, yeah, like he's not. He's not involved with these at all. I don't, oh. I don't think. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm out of guesses. Yeah. Then. <laughs> <laughs> if, any, if he did, if he if he did say something like that, then they'd probably put in mouse control support just to spite him. <laughs> So what is this like a beans manufacturer 
like bringing uh, a beloved sort of European bean recipe to the frontier, but only selling it in like I don't know, like wooden girds rather than tins. <laughs> what is this that you're you're, you're, that, you're the bean expert? Uh, I mean, I was go- I was thinking of something to do with like only allowing the beans to be eaten with forks, but not spoons. Oh, that's um, good. But yeah, or, but yeah, like the con- the contain the container maybe makes more sense because some people will, you know, p- p- if if people are are only you know used to eating beans with a fork, they can probably adapt to eating it with a spoon. But if they don't have, or actually, like if if they if they've only ever um, eaten beans that come in, <laughs> uh, you know, cans, and they have a can opener for a can opener for that specific purpose. Oh yeah, but they don't have they don't have any adequate tools that could open a, a a wooden box full of beans. I mean, that is... Just, then, yeah, that's an issue. Also, like, but, the bean juice would soak into the wood and, oh, the oils or, or what, from the wood would leach out. But if it was high... It, if it was high-quality wood, it might give a nice, like, aged taste to, <laughs> to the beans. <laughs> if the box had formerly stored gunpowder, it would give a real kick. <laughs> So yeah, there's pros and cons, but yeah, you just won't yeah. know what to do if you've eaten beans from a tin all your life. Do, do you think it'll <laughs> stop many people from, I mean, realistically, you know, is, uh, is it going to preclude many people from enjoying these, these, these ports? I mean, probably not enough to make like, business people worry, but, you know, if it's more than one, it's kind of like, what's a, well, you know, we, we've, been, <laughs> we've been adding keyboard support to console ports um for decades uh, so what's the issue here um there's also a question there's also the issue of accessibility mm. um because if you don't have like rebindable rebindable controls then you can't you know support like really custom controllers or peripherals like the quad stick um which is a, a mouth off rated controller that lets uh, quadriplegic people play games oh really yeah um huh yeah, actually, I hadn't thought about that angle, but that that's that's not really cool, is it? No. Um, I mean, what's, that, like what's I the cost think, of I think, doing proper mouse? Is it a hugely resource-intensive job? Or I mean, I I I don't know. Um, I mean, I mean, I I imagine it can maybe be quite complicated. Um, may. Mm, Especially to like, because it's something you have to do a lot of testing for, right? Yeah, I to guess make, to make to make sure that the the even just the defaults um, are all like comfortable and work properly. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's very strange. I've actually i i had a, I had a quick look um, before before we reco- before we started recording for like other PC games that just outright don't have mouse and keyboard support, and is incredibly like low number i think i only found three which is like one one boxing game um on steam which is an early access i think uh undisputed it's called um after us that um like post-apocalyptic platformer that came out the other month oh yeah and uh an old fast and the furious game really which yeah <laughs> uh i i don't think it i don't think it's going to be as missed for that as it will for uh, metal gears <laughs> Metal Gear Solid's one through three. But, I'm just uh, quite pleasantly startled. There are Fast and Furious games. I didn't know that. I mean, it it, it looks a bit crap. Mate, oh, oh I bet it is. <laughs> 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 what a little treasure it must be! I'll find out more about that. Uh, uh but yeah. Um, I mean, uh, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was just incorrect information, and they actually are working on it, or are thinking of working on it, or adding it in the future. Well, Hopefully. it's at least relatable. It's nice to have the choice to me because uh, Metal Gear Solid Three is actually the only one of the series I've I've played. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Me and me and a friend uh, marathoned it all night while drinking a bottle of Bailey's, and were incredibly nauseous <laughs> by the end. But we did eat a lot of frogs, and do you know what? Actually. I respected that. So Hideo, you're not all bad. <laughs> Have you played a uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance? Uh, 
Was that the, the one with the loading screen of Snake just smoking and making it look like a really good hobby? <laughs> no, I think that, that, that was Metal Gear Solid 4. Um, Revengeance is like the, the hack and slash spin-off. Oh no, ne- ne- never came across Made, made by, uh, by Platinum. Oh, it's so fucking good. I think, I think it's the best Metal Gear game. If but, you uh, were to recommend I play one with an open mind and open heart, would that be the one? With, with the with the caveat that it is not um, representative of the series as a whole, because obviously they are mostly stealth games. Mm. But I do, I do think it Re- Revengeance is the best game with Metal Gear in the name. Okie dokie. Well, I'll, I'll bear that in mind. Yeah, that 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 that's maybe an argument for a, for another episode. Um, for now. <laughs> Shall we ascend to the Tower of Jocularity? Come on up. Yeah. Footstep sounds, footstep sounds. Clonk, clonk, clonk. That's the door opening, I guess. Um, Hello, I am Diogenes. Behold, a game. Uh, Present a copy (laughs) of Microsoft Flight Simulator. (laughs) Oh, um, shit. <laughs> uh, yes, here is some um, famous Greek uh, curmudgeon Diogenes, um, who has been eagerly browsing Steam uh, for simulator games. Um, yeah, he's an ancient Greek. He's never played any yeah. games. Uh, he's intrigued in the difference between a game and a simulation. And he's okay. uh, he's found... Five that he really wants to play, um, but he can only read the reviews for them right. uh, because he's got an ancient Greek computer that runs on wine <laughs> and olive oil, <laughs> and it can only load the Steam reviews. So <laughs> he's, <clears throat> he's going to read out a few comments for each of these games. They've all got simulator at the name, and all I want you to do is work out what the word or or or, or sequence of words before simulator is okay okay yeah so here's the first one and the the, the clues will get progressively more revealing so the earlier you can get it the more impressed diogenes will be right i do want to i do want to please diogenes <laughs> don't we all um this game is perfect the character development is immaculate. The plot progression is even better. I love feeling like a part of this earth, even though a game and uh, becoming one with nature. This game is 10 out of 10. I will recommend it to all of my friends. I'm on the fence, but ultimately no. As an Arizona resident, I want to love this. Very cute environment, but no settings at all. Windowed mode, resolution, etc. Okay. I think the core mechanic's an interesting one. It was offset that I wanted to be a tree when I was back at school, which were a joke reference to what I seem to remember was a popular TV advert at the time, possibly for a bank. Don't recall exactly. Add sex. (laughs) (laughs) This game... (laughs) This is is just giving me questions. (laughs) (laughs) This game, uh, name-censored, is about a nameless prickly plant who lives in the desert, surrounded by others of their type and other things you might find in a desert. Is it cactus simulator? That's correct. Uh, the final and best review was, <laughs> I like the part where you're a cactus, spelt wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. First, first review. All my family and friends have abandoned me. <laughs> next review. Likely to go down in history as one of the greatest visual novels to ever be created and released upon the Steam gaming platform. This game, should you be so crude to label a masterpiece as simply a game, includes a multitude of characters with exceptional depth, realistic and very natural feeling storytelling, anatomically correct fish, choices that change the very nature of the story and high-intensity, ball-dropping action. Okay, so it's a, v- it's a VN starring fish, but with action in it. My mom saw a naked shark, and now I'm grounded. Oh, bloody hell. (laughs) Amazing game with great lines that have you laughing, but mainly shark tits. Shark dating simulator? Yes! Is that that it, word for word? (laughs) Yes! And my best review for this one was, great game, got to bang a shark, can't wait for the next update in 2056. (laughs) Okay. Next one. 
a very sophisticated game all about the meaning of life, liberty and prosperity, 10 out of 10. They've locked me in a cage and forced me to play this for days. I need sleep and my fingers are bleeding. If you can read this, send help. <laughs> help, how do I refund? <laughs> Biggest scam I've come across on Steam. There's loads of fake positive reviews, literally nothing to do with prison. There's no simulation in this game. You're in an ice ring, rink with NPCs who are all bugged out, terrible as hell. Apparently the devs are scam artists posing under a different name of company. This game shouldn't even be free. It should just not exist. <laughs> uh prison warden simulator not yet no okay my friend has been playing this game for hours every day his speech has become slurred and we haven't yet been able to hold a conversation with him anymore without him bringing up the horn and trying to slap us with whatever nearby objects he can find his life has been ruined good game <laughs> and the, the final review i was the fattest of them all <laughs> Um, this one's tough. I mean, does, it, does, it have, does it have prison in the name? Uh, yes, it's got prisoner in the name. Oh, okay. Um, is it just prisoner simulator? It's Fat Prisoner Simulator 3. And it appears to be a hockey game. I don't know. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, fat, fat prison simulators one and two must have been quite well received. There were lots of reviews saying fat prison simu- fat prisoner simulator four yeah. when. So, yeah. And your final entry. Okay. I sunk a ship full of people and they all drowned. Ten out of ten. Orca simulator. I wish. <laughs> I sank ships. I made ships fly. I made waves crack ships into five different pieces. The best zero dollars I have ever spent. Please, for your own sanity, play this game. I got this game as a time killer. Ended up spending an hour finding new and exciting ways to sink the Titanic while screaming Celine Dion at the top of my lungs with my wife. Ten out of ten would drown next to a door again. Uh sinking simulator correct yes yes <laughs> this was the too soon entry on the list <laughs> uh, amazing so you, you got three out of four there which i think is pretty oh, impressive especially considering fat prisoner simulator, simulator three. Three. i mean i would oh I, it, it was hard to get fat prison simulate fat prisoner simulator two out of my head um <laughs> it was a classic although no uh no mouse and keyboard support. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, Fat Prisoner Simulator Free Devs, get on that. Or be mean about you on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for playing. Thank you. What's left to do? I believe just recommendations, mm. um, which is where we recommend something that is not a PC game. Uh, so, Nate, what are you endorsing, approving of, or otherwise advocating for this week? Uh, smoked lamb. Um, we, we, smoked lamb. We bought a smoker, um, and I will, in fact, I'll make the smoker the recommendation because it's bloody good. Um, <laughs> I will send you the model number once we finish recording so you can put it in the show notes. Um, okay. Because I, yeah, I wrote down recommend smoked lamb without thinking of the brand of smoker. Um, but yeah, we did a lamb shoulder in it yesterday with some maple wood, um, and we put it on about nine thirty a.m. and it was ready to eat by five p.m. Um, had a lovely pink smoke ring inside the meat. Um, yeah, filled the garden with a lovely fragrant smoky smell. Uh, yeah. Just a good good thing to do in the summer. Smoke. Oh, brilliant. And, you know, obviously, if you're not into meats, um, we did some aubergines in there as well, which were pretty great. Um, admittedly, you know, if you're not into meats, it might be a you know, quite a financial outlay to smoke some vegetables, uh, but it does it damn well. Okay. Do, do vegetables stand up to, like, the full eight-hour? Oh, you don't need that long. No, no. No. Um, but, you know, that, that's a bonus. That's a, a feature rather than a bug, I suppose. Um, you know, if you're doing something like um, vegan shish kebab with uh, shish kebab, what am I American? Um, kebabs, <laughs> uh, but but you know where it's like um, like a kima, uh, like you know spicy mints rolled around a stick. 
All right, yeah. Like you can do that with sort of uh, like mashed green banana, which is really nice, and oh, that wow. smokes up brilliantly. Apparently, um, shiitake mushrooms smoke up fantastically. Uh, tofu, of course, smoked tofu, absolutely gorgeous. So, actually, do you know what? You know, great investment for a vegan. Now I think yeah, about it, I'm just super... not being imaginative enough. <laughs> that sounds super versatile. But I'm going to ram a duck in it next week, and that's going to be good. Ooh. Not like a live nice. duck. I'm not a monster, but I, I, think, it was, <laughs> I think it will smoke duck deliciously. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, so I'm recommending one of my favorite early 2010s albums, which is uh, Earthrocker by Clutch. It is mostly, mostly a hard blues rock record with uh, typically Clutch lyrics that are more like fictional and ironic stories and got world building than anything else. Um, but it's not like prog rock, really. It's, like, it's still pretty accessible. And Earthrocker is just this oh, wonderfully tight collection of like three, four, five minute riff heavy rock songs. Lovely. Uh, uh, if you want to try just one, I'd say either um, DC Sound Attack, which has some really good harmonica and cowbell action, uh, or The Face, which is a cautionary tale about uh, a cult that outlaws guitar music. So that's Ooh, uh, that rock sounds rock very prog. prog, to be fair, in theme, <laughs> if not in style. <laughs> that's Rush as hell, man. Maybe it's like uh, Rush songs, but like condensed and squished down into a more manageable listening length. I'm excited. Well, your music recommendations have been good thus far, so I'm keen oh, yes, to give that a go. I, I actually, um, I do, what's, uh, I can't remember the name of the band, of Dury, I think it was, but um, the Big Boy song that Alice recommended a few episodes yes. ago has just completely taken over my life. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It just, I, I, okay, so I love the sound of it, but also... The lyrical content speaks to me very intimately I think, as, a tall, as a tall man. I think that was like, the week I was away, actually. So what was it called okay. again? Uh, Big Boy. Big Boy, sorry. By, nice. Um, Dury? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's D-U-R-R-Y. Nice. I'll check it out. And, uh, yeah, they're on uh, YouTube and Spotify, etc. Lovely stuff. Yeah, that yeah, a lovely good time. As uh, as I as I hope this episode has been, uh, dear reader. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, this has been season two, episode twenty one of the Electronic Wireless Show podcast. We are putting them away. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on rockpapershotgun.com, uh, and we are also on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, just search Rock Paper Shotgun. Uh, like I said earlier, we also have a lovely Discord, which will be linked to in the episode notes. We can chat with just a bunch of lovely, like-minded folk about PC games uh, and the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so we will be back next week, same time. Uh, so until then, it is goodbye from me and goodbye from Nate. Farewell. Farewell and goodbye. Enjoy your day.